Hey everyone, this is TechnoGM, and I'm bringing you episode 82 of What the Dice. That's right, guys, 82 episodes. Have we taken over? Yeah? Alright, cool. Hold on. <clears throat> hey guys, this is Eddie Sabox. Wait, you guys haven't met me yet, have you? Now, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Well, I'm Eddie Sparks, and that's all you need to know for now. But there's one thing I do do that I do so well, and that is make friends with others. Now, Eddie Sparks had a chance to visit the weird, the wacky, and the wonderful Electroval. That's right, Electroval. And if you don't know what Electroval is, you need to go and listen to Dice Carnival. Or Carnival. I don't know how that's say, but all I know is Electroball was a great place to visit. But Eddie's butt still hurts. Now, if you go on over to the Twitter of us and you go look up at Carnival Dice, you will find these amazing people. And if you follow them on Twitter, you can find their podcast. And if you find them, let them know. Eddie's box says, hey. Now, I'm going to let... Dan, the GM, finishes little intro, and I will see you all next time. This is NS Box signing out. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 82 of What the Dice. As we look around the campsite, we notice something a bit strange. We begin a mental checklist. The fire is going. We can hear the ocean out in the distance. We see his tent is in good shape. But the one thing we notice is that the book, the storyteller's book, is closed and sat on the log he always sits on. Looking around slowly, we scan the horizon, looking for any sign of the storyteller. We give ourselves just a moment as we look back at the book. Our vision starts to blur just a little. We blink. And all of a sudden, the storyteller is sitting there, book in his lap. Ah, me friends, me friends, I apologize for being late. I had to run a simple errand, and... Sometimes things don't go quite according to plan. Well, me friends, it seems as if Defibulus has made himself an admirer of some sort. Clues have been obtained, and the Alpha Team must now figure out what their next step is going to be. For they do not know if they are still moving, and how close the next port is. And with a murderer on board, one would not want to be alone for too long. Sit back, me friend, and hear me tell.
In the last episode, Defibulus got flirted with by a very strange dwarf. Found out that he has a bid and wants to purchase it for himself for... Uh, I honestly don't remember what he wanted it for. He wanted it... He wanted it to be his own flying office space. Yeah, to host parties and diplomatic type things, if I remember right. Schmooze to his clients. Yes. Uh, you guys also found out that the uh, clockwork robots are hooked up and synced up with the Murdoch's actual power system. On top of that, so are the PA systems. It seems like there is no redundancy in the ship itself. So the longer that they have to distract people using music and the bots at full capacity, meaning the engines will not restart as soon. Uh, let's see, you guys got to see an interaction between the elf wife, Balana, and Goldcat, which ended with Balana storming off in a huff, and Goldcat getting a cocky little smirk on his smug little face. I thought someone sent him to the bar upset too, because he was angry last I remember. No, it's Goldcat. He's always mad about something. Oh, and uh, Kalila was offered to be purchased. Again. Again. What is this, like the third time? Something like that. Hey, I mean, uh, Defibulous has someone asking for him now. I don't think... Uh... Yeah, in sweet, sweet little ways. Not just flat out from Munnis. At least you got spooned on. Yeah, if Defibulous goes missing, please look for him. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Would it really be so bad if he did take Defibulous? Because then they could merge companies. Defibulous would have all the money in the world. He would just have to deal with a very strangely doting dwarf man. Yes, it would be bad. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it, man. I mean, look at your bare feet. I don't think he'd appreciate the bare feet, so no. Well, you never asked. No, hold on. No, I combed those out. Those look good now. Also, who doesn't say he doesn't prefer a rugged man? Yeah, I mean, he could be more of the, like, even though he's a dwarf, he has the beard. He might be uh, clean-shaven under his clothing. You don't know that. He might like his men to be more bear-like. He could make you miserable. Yeah, I think I will not investigate that. <laughs> I don't know. It might be uh, the fibulous way on getting on top of things. Yeah, I'm going to be screaming stranger danger the rest of this episode. <laughs> no, no, no. Do not knock it till you try it. You don't know, man. Yeah, I still think I'm standing by my stranger danger. <laughs> but you've introduced yourself and he introduced himself. You are no longer strangers. Where's the danger? Oh, I'm strange. He is stranger, so. <laughs> stranger danger, so. It could be like pretty You think he doth protest too much. Yeah. I mean, he is rich. I mean, think about all the things Defibulous could get done with that kind of cash. Sugar Daddy. Mm, yeah, but I would be adventuring, and that'd be boring. And then I'd have to blow the building up with me in it. Well, you might be adventuring in different ways. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I think Maybe I'm he would like to join us on our adventures. <laughs> Stranger danger. Hmm. I don't right. have enough wild shots left for this this problem. <laughs> is there enough wild shot in the world for you for this problem to be determined alright so I do remember part of your plan was that Faye and Kalila were going to go talk to the women folk so there are three women on board the drow chef which has a 
pretty decent alibi based on what you guys have picked up. And you enjoy her cooking. And you enjoy her cooking. Yes. Balana, the elf wife, who is particular in how she likes things per Terry. And Catlana. Kat Katana. Katana? Yeah, we'll go with that. She's a sword. Are the two females that are passengers on board. So what would you guys like to do? Well, I do know that the human one is, is Katana is very chatty. So you might be able to get more information out of her than I did when she just decided to talk at me randomly when we first got on board. Looking at Faye, by the way. Yeah, maybe. Um, depends on who thinks they can rub elbows with Bellana the best. You might be better suited for that one now that I think about it. I don't know how to speak. Noble, I guess. Looking around at the ship. I'm not so great at it either, but... Alright, let me go change into a dress real fast. Alright, so why Faye slips off to y'all's room to change outfits, Kalila and Ephibulus, is there anything you two would like to do while you await? Which Kalila's actually gonna, when Faye goes walking away, look down and be like, and look at Ephibulus, and go, should, should I change? Curious if her outfit is no longer suitable. Um, well, who are you hobnobbing with? I guess I'm talking to the chatty woman. I think you could be dressed in swamp weed and muck and she'd still chat you up. She'll nod and just stay put until Faye's ready to leave. Okay. Then again, I think the swamp weed and muck would still probably have a higher IQ than she would. You know, that's possible. And for and for the love of anything that you believe in, don't let that crazy dwarf near me again. As you guys are changing, you do hear a chime overhead followed by the dinner service has began. Hey, perfect time. Faye always likes to incorporate food with whatever she's doing. Yes, I do. Coming out of the bedroom. So, Miss Faye, since you have changed into a new outfit, would you kindly describe the outfit? Pretty much just a skirt tied on over what she was already wearing, but she's removed a leather vest and is now wearing just a nice blouse. She's got her hair up. She's applied a tiny amount of makeup to make herself presentable. All right, then. So, upstairs with you all, then? Yeah, unless the fabulous is going to hide down here and order dinner in. <laughs> no, the fabulous will go back up there. After all, he has a job to do still. I mean, you can go hang out with uh, Baka Baklava. <gasps> Fancy man! Does The Fancy man doesn't get along with me. Or our new gambling buddies. The half-orc and the halfling that taught us how to gamble. I thought the half-orc was the fancy guy. Yes. Oh, that's right. That is fancy man. I need to add that to my notes. Poor fancy man got demoted. No. So we all ready to go upstairs again, guys? Lila's already heading upstairs. All right, let's go. Dinner service is the buffet, right? Uh, technically, there's always a buffet. It's just dinner service means that they are changing what they're serving. So instead of being 
you know, more lunch style. This is probably a little bit more wild game meat, um, heavier foods, stuff that would, you know, kind of make you tired. Because the idea is, you know, party all day, sleep all night, get drunk all night. I mean, this is also the time of the day that they legitimately offer the harder alcohol straight without mixers. As you all approach these stairs, you can hear the music upstairs is a little bit more rambunctious, a little bit more what you would expect from a dwarven ran airship. A lot of drums, a lot of brass, not a lot of strings, not a... The, the idea of strings and a quartet seem to be not the fancy of the dinner crew. As you approach, you see everyone is sitting either at the bar or is talking to a clockwork robot to place orders. The chef is going through cleaning some knives, sharpening some blades as she begins to skillfully prepare what looks like an elk. The air in the casino has a very strong scent of spices. There is this the roar of a fire that you also see the elk being rotisserie style cooked over. Harry is standing at his normal spot, gives you a bow, hands you a menu. He goes, for tonight's dinner service, we are offering a rare northern elk. The chef is going to be blazing it and using a cranberry jam as a side. There will also be different types of breads available, both leavened and unleavened. So what would you guys like to do? Well, Kalila's going to try and scope out where her person is and what they're doing before she like just randomly approaches them. So she can kind of make it feel a little bit more, ha- you know, normal. You notice that by the bar, you see Volan, the elf husband, is sitting next to Katana, and Katana is actually sitting next to Balana. Katana and Balana are furiously arguing about something. You can't tell what, but you can tell by head movement, hand movement, body language that they are having a very in-depth conversation, argument. It's hard to say. And Volan has a stack of papers in front of him, and he is writing and what looks like reading. He seems to be ignoring the conversation entirely. Hey, Terry. What's up with the hen party over there? He looks over and he goes, I'm not sure. I'm trying to follow the conversation, but unfortunately, Miss Katana, her elven is... uh, broken at best and the dialect she uses tends to be a little bit more I want to say lower court shall we say a little bit more slang a little less proper unfortunately it's not a dialect I am fluent in and Miss Bellana is Talking in a very high court, in a a dialect that mostly high elves use when dealing with court cases and trying to show that they have clout and respect. And I was never privy to learning that particular dialect as well. 
They are having some kind of conversation that I don't think either one of them really knows what each other are saying. What a mess. Harry just nods. He goes, well, that is what happens when you bring business and pleasure onto the same airship. This isn't the first time. Kalila's just going to quietly lean over to Faye and be like, do you speak Elven? I do not. I don't either. I don't think they'd be amused at my undercommon either. Hey, Defibulous, do you speak Elven? Uh, maybe. Let me stop and check my character sheet because I have to figure out where it's at again. Is Elven fallen to Sylvan nowadays? No. no, Sylvan is fairy. You speak fairy. Why do I have that? <laughs> I have it too. Um, so I think if we remember right, Defibulous has that particular language because of his crazy uncle. Or crazy grandfather. For Kalila, it's because she's always in the woods. It makes sense to be able to speak to the Fae. Yes. Okay, because I was just like, why do I have that? As you guys are murmuring amongst yourself, Terry has actually been talking about different people who have brought their mistresses and their wives, or their. Would a, a male mistress would count for both male and female or because it wouldn't be is there a term for a male mistress it's a good question because normally it's like a consort if i answer this question if i answer this question this goes from pg-13 to r okay then we're not going to do that yeah don't answer it then <laughs> gigolo they they bring their gigolo or their consort or whatever you would like to call it apparently apparently this has happened not just once before, but it seems to happen just about every every other flight. Some rich noble feels it to take it upon themselves that they want to have a vacation and they want to bring not only their wife, but they want to bring their other partner. And it always ends up with a fight. It always ends up in a fight. Well, Kalila's listening to the gossip because now she's interested. So, because she's just sitting there going, How am I going to talk to them if they're already arguing? So, I'm just going to wait until they split up. Okay. So, I'm just going to listen to Terry. Terry just chuckles. He goes, Well, you know, we actually never had blackjack tables until, I don't know, seven or eight flights ago. A half orc decided to bring his wife and then bring his. Uh, mistress there was a large bar bra that broke out and what we had there were poker tables very nicely built hand hewn wood mostly oak and mahogany well when the bar fight broke out those two decided to take it upon themselves to use our new tables as clubs at least they didn't use them as walls and shields like we did he just gives you an odd look and he goes but uh Luckily, we were able to get them to calm down. The tables were damaged beyond repair, and we decided to get some blackjack tables that are mounted directly onto the floor to make sure that it is very difficult to remove them. Oh, I'm sure you get an angry enough orc. He's going to remove the deck plating with your, ta your table. Yeah, that becomes the question is, which is worse to repair, the table or the flooring that the table is attached to? Well, it was the captain's decision at the time. Well, that's fair. So what you're saying is, is those are some really sturdy tables. Yes. 
Good to know. He goes, would you like me to take you to a place to sit, or would you like to find your own place to sit? I'll go find food first. Okay. Food sounds great. I'm going to follow that. Yeah, food set does sound like a good idea. So are you guys going to sit at the tables, or are you going to sit at the the bar area like everyone else? Oh, 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 yeah, no, we're, uh, she, Kalila's going to peruse, get some very wonderful hunter-like meat or fish. She's probably happy to have some food that hopefully is reminiscent to, like, her own campfire cooking. Uh, and go and sit down one stool away from what's-his-face with the bickering hens. Volen? Yeah. Okay. So just that way, she's just out of, you know, it doesn't seem suspicious. That's an open chair. She's not too close. And that way, there's also room for Defibulous and Faye to sit as well. So we can all listen. Yep. Sounds like a good idea. Because they might spill into common. You don't know. Yep. Or dragon. Or no. <laughs> I do speak goblin if he does. Just saying. <laughs> Got some goblin words up in this house. That's a really weird language <laughs> set up here. It was that or, or orc for me, because she has goblins and orc around her little cat village, so I picked the, what would be the most sense. I mean, common, draconic, gnome, sylvan. I mean, I just kind of go all over the place. It sounds like your family were a bunch of adventurers. Nah. nah Very sad adventuring. No, no adventuring in their lives. For a librarian, I've only got common and undercommon, which is kind of sad. Remind me to purchase a tutor later. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> for Elvin, apparently. Hooked on Sylvan works for me. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I mean, you do have uh, act well, when you have soil, you'll have access to a man of extra planar skills. This is as long as you guys have gone without talking to Maxi. Well, we can't necessarily plant a fucking tree in the middle of the air. I mean, we can try, but I don't think it's going to end well. I kind of want to try now. No. I mean, I mean, I have a pouch of dust. We just need a pot. Oh, very true. We need dirt. There's plants on dust. this ship. We got a pot of soil right there. Oh, she's got a very valid point there. Where the... F you but know there what? Were no. Plants in here. In the, in here. <laughs> nope. Nope. Move on. So where should we plant the tree at? Probably top floor, which would be nah, this nah, nah, floor. Nah, nah. Let's cause the most amount of trouble we can. Lower deck. No, we'll we'll crash if it's the engine room. You'll Middle crash anywhere. You're putting a tree in a thing that has a blimp above it. Middle middle of the bottom deck of the ship. Dwarf varieties. Esfolier? Anybody? Dwarf variety. Yeah, I think we just broke the table. Or the ship. Broke Nightland. See, aren't you glad that we're all back together after two months of not dealing with each other? You missed us. Admit it. Well, I admit that I missed you guys in doing this. Yeah, see? One big happy family. We missed each other. Let's plant that tree. One no. of us. Move on. Go eat. Kalila's got food. Defibulous. Hey, what would you like to do? And sat down at the bar. Defibulous is going to grab some food and join Kalila at the table and keep his ears open to various conversations. Okay. 
Faye's doing about the same. She's uh, looking for more bread than meat, and um, we'll probably order a drink when she sits down at the bar. Faye, when you start to look at the bread, you start to see breads that you have seen recipes for, but you have never actually seen in person. You think, see things that are reminiscent of naan and uh, croissants, but you start to see things that are a little bit more exotic. Breads that have been braised and soaked in different types of oils, things that have either folded cheese or bread or uh, cheese or vegetables in it. It seems as if they have taken a great time in designing a menu that literally covers all types of dietary restrictions and flavors. Awesome. I need a perception check from everyone. Nat 20 plus modifiers. I was enjoying my food. Dirty 20. 24. All right. As you all sit down and begin to eat, I'm going to start with the lowest roll, which was... Me. You. Sitting down at the table, you can hear Baka Baklava and his friend chit-chatting about different types of casino games and talking about how this deck has wasted space and that they could have things like poker table and there should be um god i can't remember my casino games now but they talk about different types of games that and roulette yeah they uh different types of games that could they be that, that could be added and that you know the rooms are big and nice but what if they made them what if they made them just slightly smaller you could fit more people in you would be able to literally have a flying casino and make much much more money than acting more like a cruise line the two seem to gossip and joke about it as baka makes the jo- makes a comment of the meat's a little hard and you notice that he is chewing on a bone his partner seems to chuckle and helps him out and goes well you know this is how this this is bone you don't eat it and baka makes a comment of <clears throat> but mama say always eat the marrow of your bones he's good for heart and then club enemy with bone bad for enemy the two seem to je- laugh and joke about it and they continue eating defibulous as you sit down and you begin to eat you can see Golcat seems to be flick, uh, eating and shuffling cards at the same time. You know, shuffle, set down, eat, shuffle. He seems to either be playing solitaire or some kind of solo card game. His eyes are down into his plate and seems to be of ignoring the world around him. You see Volan is writing and reading what looks like something that is probably Elven. Maybe something as close to Elvin. It's hard to tell. And how do I say his name? Golnok, the dwarf, is eating a pudding and is staring at you. Slowly licking his spoon clean, he dips the spoon back into the pudding, his eyes never letting off of you. Karganok. Karganok. Thank you. You're welcome. I just didn't want to interrupt you. I appreciate Ooh, it. He's got the eyes, though. He's looking. <laughs> licking that pudding off that spoon. Danger, danger. 
Okay. As you listen around, you finally hear something you recognize. Balana slips into Undercommon and begins to sling a slurry of words to Katana that would be, if Katana was Elven, would be some great insults. Katana doesn't seem to understand, and Balana seems to catch herself in Undercommon and changes back to more of the high elf sounding spoken word. With that perception check, you also notice that Katana has a beautiful red silk draped elegantly across her neck. Golcat seems to have some kind of handkerchief or some type of like man scarf, I guess is what you could call it. An ascot? Not wrapped around his neck, but kind of like tucked haphazardly in a pocket. Oh, a pocket square. Yeah, pocket square. And you also notice that wrapped around as an ascot, a thick red scarf on Baka Baklava. All seem to have the same, at this distance, the same coloration of the red thread that you had found in the captain's wound. Hold on, you said Katana had the red scarf? Yes. And Katana is the mistress? Yes. Okay. And Golcat has a red scarf or a red pocket square or whatever you want to call it. And Baka Baklava has a red ascot. Question. What's up? Any of, the, uh, any of them have red lipstick on from that would match the kind of coloring that we found on the handkerchief or the, the thread and whatnot or the captain or whatever we found it. No, no, no. Okay. No, actually we're crossing <laughs> two threads here. I was looking at my notes. There was a very finite like single string or two that was the whole like used as like the choking or whatever that was red in its color. Then there was a silver handkerchief. The handkerchief itself was silver with red lipstick. I wrote this down. Let me grab my note. Yeah, I'm missing a notebook, and I think that's where my notes went. No, that's okay. I just randomly like found this, and I was like... <sighs> Moving on. Silver handkerchief with lipstick that is known as, quote, harlot red, and it had a removed monogram. That's the direct note. Okay, well, who's got a, a harlot red uh, lipstick, then? Well, if Faye wants to look, she will have to roll another perception check. Yeah, she's the one that has all the things. I will do it. I will, I will roll. Roll them bones. What? Bone dice now? Just so that way when you say roll them bones, I can actually roll them bones. I'm going to have a necromancer who just has random animal bones just to roll them. I'll store that away for later. I've rolled a 19. With a 19, you look around the room trying to determine if you see anyone with red lipstick. And no one has any red lipstick on. Okay, just because they're not wearing it tonight. Oh. Who wants to do something? Kalila had the lowest roll and is just hearing the, the normal riffraff, so she's just eating and continuing to listen until she catches something that seems relevant in her ears. Question. Did any of you guys write down what type of uh, wine or whatnot that the uh, captain had at the time of his death? He had a beer. He had a beer? Yeah, he had a beer. It was a weak beer, but 
possibly not necessarily to have was like one would use to get drunk, but he was rumored to not drink, and it was very bizarre, especially since he was technically on the clock, to have a beer in there with him. That beer wouldn't have left a a red mark at all, would it? It wasn't beer. It wasn't red beer. It was just regular whatever color golden it's like a golden wheat color beer yeah it was a classic ale it would not stain anything okay my brain, my brain was trying to put things together there. yeah the murder mystery you there's know, a lot of stuff you know, to do it's a lot of information to recall i think there was a short in the system hey are balana or katana beer instead of wine you don't know because neither of them are touching their food they are arguing it looks like they plated their food got their drinks, and then began to argue. Okay, so what do they have in front of them, though? Just because they aren't actively drinking, it doesn't mean that they didn't grab it. It seems as if Katana has a stein, and it looks like Balana has some type of wine glass, but they are not see-through. It looks like they are made from some type of metal, pewter, silver, something of that nature. Ephibulus is going to flag Terry over real quick. Terry approaches and gives a bow, and he goes, Yes, sir, how may I help? The uh, beer that was in the cockpit with the captain, is that just like one of your really common ones, or is that just like a very unusually one that people order? He goes, Well, it is considered a very light beer, and most people drink it when they begin to drink in the, in the evening. Something to get your stomach prepared to deal with the higher alcohol levels. Or something you drink if you can't handle your alcohol. Correct. But, like I said, um, I am not privy to what beers are what, so if you're looking for that particular beer, you might want to ask one of the bartenders. They should be able to serve you it. Mm, thanks for the info. So the, how long does Balana and Katana continue to argue? And what They are still arguing. I will let you know when they stop okay. arguing. Body language. Man, they're going at it. Who's winning and is anybody crying yet? No one is crying. But remember, they're speaking two different forms of Elvin. So there's a high chance neither of them really understand what each other are talking about. I it's more of they are yelling at each other it'd be kind of like someone yelling at you yelling at so someone yelling in spanish and someone yelling in italian it's just one of those neither of them know that each other are talking about they're just going completely off the the language like you're yelling i'm yelling i think you called me this so i'm going to call you that they don't know what each other are talking about just based on the the distinct language difference and the snooty elf wife she slipped into a like a undercommon yeah which is well below her station isn't it yes yes it is Jeffrey will kind of talk tip his head for a moment hey guys hmm didn't one of you say she slipped into like a really lowbrow language there for a while well, I was pointing at a fake. Yeah, she slipped into undercommon. I don't think she is what she says she is. Um, I'm serious as to where she learned it. Actually, Kalila's gonna lean over and whisper in Faye's ear. 
only loud enough for Faye. Like, classic, I'm going to cover my mouth and whisper in your ear. Defibius is going to tilt his head with a raised eyebrow at this. What do you think? Would you guys care to let the GM know what's going on? So Kalila, unbeknownst to anybody, is whispering in Faye's ear, go sneak into their room. They are heated. You got at least five minutes. Go. I'll watch your food. Pretend you forgot your purse or something. She's heavily contemplating this. You know what? Fine. I'm going to do it. All right. I'll stand guard. If they come down, I'll come down the stairs meowing. Now go. You're meowing. Meow. Send Hugin after me. Okay, sounds good. I'll, I'll put him at the top of the stairs. In true what the dice pa- fashion, we are splitting the team. I'm standing guard. This is a good reason. Faye's gonna pat herself down like she's forgotten something and excuse herself from the table. Okay. And Kalila's going to watch her plate dutifully like a good friend. Defibius is just gonna sit here really confused. And Kalila's gonna lean over to Defibius going, she's gonna go sneak into their room. Oh, okay. Pretend everything's normal. There's nothing normal about this. Exactly, so it's normal. Wait. He actually stops and starts pondering this. <laughs> as you two ponder, and as Faye slips out of the casino floor, down the stairs, to the sleeping deck, we are going to end this episode here. Well, 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 me friends, it seems as if Faye has decided to take it upon herself to sneak back down and see if she can find anything else. Information and physical clues are all part of the fun. Until next time, me friends, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 